Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Dan Nigren, CIO at Maine Health. In part three, Nigren talks about how his team hopes to leverage voice technology to ease the documentation burden. The biggest mistake organizations make when it comes to EHR education and support and why he decided to leave Boston Children's after 25 years to come to a large organization in Maine. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and since threat actors often show up with legitimate credentials, stopping them can be tough, especially if your Active Directory hygiene has been less than perfect. But you can't secure Active Directory now and clean up later. Find out more about identity protection and AD hardening at CrowdStrike.com healthcare. We're also looking at new technologies. I don't want to ignore um, some of the, the leading bleeding edge stuff. So things like voice and ambient listening and whether or not there's a, a component of the documentation piece that we could take off providers' plates and allow them to either decrease or, or in an ideal world, eliminate that documentation burden that we all have after you know a visit is complete. That's incredibly exciting new technology. I think it's still evolving and, and being optimized, and uh, we'll have to see how quickly that can be perfected. But we want to be part of that perfecting process. And so we, we uh, like many organizations, are going to be piloting this work with small groups of providers over the course of the, the coming year. And our hope is that it's successful and that we'll be able to broaden uh, to greater numbers of our providers as well. So those are some of the ways that we're, we're going to try and tackle this. I do think there's not going to be a silver bullet for this. Part of mm-hmm. this is also regulatory around uh, the requirements around what documentation needs to be in uh, the note, what components need to be in there. And again, there's part of that is on the education side. I think our providers think that the kitchen sink needs to be in their, in their documentation when in fact it probably doesn't need to. So addressing note bloat and some of those things are also high on our list of things to do. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the Arch Collaborative, a concept that's really pretty simple, but seems to be having a big impact. Like you said, it's just communicating these things and, you know, getting them out there. And sometimes that just can make such a huge difference. Yeah. And it's understandable too, because again, many organizations were heads down, just trying to roll these systems out, right? Just trying to to get them live and, and not have a huge financial disaster occur and just get things moving. And so the focus for a long time had not been on getting the maximal use out of these tools. It was just, let's get them up and let's get them running. In addition, I think that this idea that you can train folks once at the time of go live and then you're all set is completely not the right approach. And that's because these systems are changing. They're not static. The vendors are doing a much better job at continually improving the functionality iterating themselves on on optimizing things. And so there's a steady stream of new features, um, improved features, and all of that is for naught if you roll it out and you don't let the people who are going to benefit from it know how to use those and just make them aware of them. So it really does need to be a a constant and outright, it needs to be a focus of ours uh, moving forward in every organization. And I think only when we're able to do that, look, this is not, um, this takes people, this takes effort. So it's not uh, something that's easily done, but I think it's, it's got to be a priority for us to focus on because that's where I think the real wins will come. 
Yeah, definitely. Before I uh, ask you about what drew you to the organization, I really think you've answered that in a lot of ways, but um, did you have any trepidation about going to an organization that really is very large? And what were your kind of your thoughts going on, especially since you were at Boston Children's for so long? Yeah, I mean, what I like to tell people is that I was at Children's for forever. I was there at the organization for 25 years, first with my clinical hat on, and then for the past 20 years, uh, serving as its CIO. So yeah, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't have some trepidation for sure. But I really was after uh, working at a larger organization. I really wanted to work at a system level. As great as Boston mm-hmm. Children's is, it's a single organization, a single uh, facility. And I wanted to experience what it was like having to work with multiple hospitals, multiple hospital presidents, some of them uh, representing 650 bed academic tertiary care facilities, all the way down to a 25 bed um, critical access hospital in, in rural Maine. I didn't have any experience with the latter, and I wanted to see what that was like to be able to have to wrestle with making things work from an EHR perspective or from any perspective, frankly, at both of those organizations, and then everything in between as well. So that was a big draw for me. That was probably the biggest reason that uh, I looked to Maine Health um, as as an organization to move to. I also wanted to see what the adult uh, world was like, um, having been Mm -hmm. a pediatrician, working at a a pediatric organization for for my entire previous career. Um, That was exciting to me and I wanted to expand my, my boundaries a bit there. And also I wanted to see what life was like outside of Boston. I think we we had a tendency to live a little bit in a bubble there. Obviously, uh, Boston is blessed with many of the the leading healthcare facilities in the country, uh, not to mention a lot of groundbreaking informatics kinds of uh, organizations as well, where a lot of the the early efforts in in IT and its relationship with healthcare were, were made. But I recognize that there is a large amount of healthcare delivered outside of Boston. And in fact, the vast majority of of care does not occur in these large academic health centers uh, in the middle of big city-like environments. And so I did have a desire to see what life was like outside of that environment. I will say that the the people are are fantastic uh, at Maine Health, extremely warm and welcoming. I couldn't have asked for a a more warm environment to to walk into. Um, And then Portland, I'm also exploring in a big way. I've never seen so many fantastic restaurants and and pubs and so on in Mm -hmm. a a small geographic area, as uh, you could imagine. It's incredible that you could eat at a different like world caliber place every day for a month and not the same place twice. So that's been super fun for me to explore as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've known anyone who regretted moving to Maine. So (laughs) I'm sure that was a good choice. Yeah. You know, as I visited all the facilities, especially the ones in some of the more uh, rural uh, parts of the state, just traveling there has just been fantastic. And I can imagine as each season goes by, I'm going to want to redo those trips because the scenery will will change and, and be that much more impressive each time I see it. So that's another aspect that's been really nice. Yeah. And then finally, I know you're uh, you're a music person, so... The music scene's pretty good up there in Portland. 
I'll be honest and say that I haven't had a chance to explore that yet. You know, things are only really starting to open up now. True. Um, <laughs> last month or so. So that's something that I've got to look forward to. But I will say that I've let my team know, my colleagues know about sort of this aspect of my life. And they're all extremely interested. It was funny that several of my team members have let me know that they, in fact, have some of my music that I released way back when. I don't know whether they were just uh, buttering me up or what, but either way. <laughs> That's very cool. I had the pleasure of going to Portland about six years ago, and I, I have to get back. It's just such a great city. It's like a gem. So, yeah. yeah, I can see why you like it there. Yeah, it really is great. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, you're always really generous with your time with us, so we appreciate it. And uh, it's been great catching up and seeing how things are going up there. Thanks so much, Kate. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I'm sure, assuming things stay the way they are looking now, that we'll see one another in person at a conference somewhere sometime soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.